Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. All right, getting started with our number three on a Wednesday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier. Normally, Zay's picking the beat to start the third hour. Today, Jack Farrell is picking what starts this third hour. Jack Farrell, we appreciate your hard work today. What are we going with here? This is Puff Daddy with Victory off the NBA 2K13 soundtrack. Oh, stop, Jack. Wait a minute. No, No, that's not how we look at this song. 2013 soundtrack, NBA 2K. Come on, dog. Does that make you feel old, Zay, when you said 2013? Well, did it come out then? It came out like in the 90s. I know that, but I don't know it from that, Zay. I'm a young man. He's telling you where he played it from, and he's trying to make you and me feel old by saying, yes, this was from the NBA 2K 2013. That's where it came from. Good soundtrack, though. Yeah, yeah, good soundtrack, but yeah, you gotta give Biggie and Puffy that respect. On so, victory. that's a classic song. I'll admit, I am not. I, am, I I consider myself a music snob. I am not snobbish enough in music to go deep level into the soundtrack of a video game. That's too much for me too. Okay, you don't go there. Yeah. All right. So, Jack, you said it's a great soundtrack. Is it one of your favorite? Do you have like a favorite video game soundtrack of all time? I think it's probably NBA 2K13. It's fantastic. Whoa. It has, uh, has Is that the that. one that Jay-Z made? Yes, it was when Jay-Z yep. was producing them. There's a lot of Kanye. Oh. There's Mouth wow. Deep. There's Nas. It's it's the good stuff. It's how, uh, you know, it got a, a 13-year-old white boy into 90s rap. <laughs> that is wild. Now, see, I'm all, about, I'm all about people getting into music that might not be a part of their experience or their culture or their world. I just never thought of the window to get in being video games. Yeah. I never would have thought of, but it makes sense because there's a lot of, there's so much music that's naturally a part of video games, and you, then it's going to get in there. It's osmosis. It's going to get into your soul. For sure. I would say the best video game soundtrack, any Grand Theft Auto game. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, again, you're in the car most of the time in Grand Theft Auto, so you can pick different radio stations oh, I see. in the car. So what's your station for Grand Theft Auto? I don't know what station, whatever hip-hop station they got, or okay. they usually do some 80s stuff. A lot of the things that I play on our show, Chad and Zay, probably comes, comes from, from Grand Theft, Grand Theft, Theft Auto? Auto. Yeah, a lot of the hits, metal stuff, a little taste of everything. You're not doing, like, some, you know, classic oldies or something? You're not doing, like, Elvis or, um, you know, Bill Haley in the comments or anything? That. You could probably find that, but it's hard to do a 187 on somebody listening to Elvis. You're not, like, running over folks to, we're going to rock yeah. around the clock tonight. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> no? That's no. Not how... no, absolutely not. you got to create a mood for, right. for Grand Theft right. Auto. Like, one of the worst scenes in Face Off was when they were shooting up the house. And they had that old-ass, slow-ass song playing 
while the house was getting shot up. Right, yeah, they wanted to give you that vibe. Yeah. Right? They wanted to slow your yeah. world down. like, that's a little eerie. And why is that? Because that director loves slow motion more that, than anything else. John true. Woo is crazy for slow motion. That's true. Uh, all right, so thanks to Jack for getting us started this hour with that one, hey, a let, little Puff Daddy from a video game. Let me get a shout-out before we continue. Shout-out to my guy, Tay Diggs, Stunt Devil. He is 30 years old today. He helped me out a lot, Ooh. a la CB style on social media. Okay. Tay did Stunt Devil. Appreciate you, dog. By the way, do you think he gave himself that name I or someone so. else did? I'm not going to lie. I looked at his AVI, his profile picture. Kind of looks like Tay Diggs. Hey, dude, when somebody tells you you look like someone and you actually think they're good looking, we all can agree Tay Diggs is a good looking man. I'd, you run. You yeah, run with that. For sure. Somebody stopped me and said, yo, what Acho brother are you? And I was like, nah, brother, just because I have this Texas logo on, don't mean I'm an Acho brother. Text oh, line dude. called you Tone hey. Loke earlier. <laughs> somebody said you sound like Tone Loke, not you look like Tone Loke. Folky Coleman. <laughs> you sounded like. Tone low. Yeah, Acho brother. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I saw Sam hanging around here. Dude, I'll take anything I can get. I'll take John Kitna. I'll take Kevin Bacon. I'll take anybody. John Kitna. I'll take anybody. I will take anybody at this point. I'm not not trying to be picky. Uh, by the way, coming up, uh, we got Lance Leipold of Kansas. A couple years ago with uh, when COVID was going on, Lance Leipold in Kansas, they had a COVID issue, couldn't get out, and he had to go by Zoom. I'll never forget that. What a oh. modern deal. He had to do his press conference via Zoom. Um, but Lance Leipold is about to hit the uh, the stage, and uh, we'll get a little bit of that to you. Kansas is a team with, obviously, preseason uh, offensive player of the year in quarterback Jalen Daniels, but they're picked to finish ninth. Zay, you were the one that pointed out that math doesn't quite work. Makes so no sense. They need to be better than ninth if he's the offensive player of the year. Yeah, how the hell are you going to be ninth place and then win the title? Like, that's I've never heard that before. Yeah. Or win Big 12 player of the year. I've never heard of that, but hey, maybe he could be the first one. At the end of the day, before Jalen Daniels got hurt last year, they were 5-0, and and they were rolling. They were a big highlight of college football. They had game day down there in Lawrence. It was popping. It wasn't yeah. for basketball either. So it, you know it was popping, and Jalen Daniels, last year, he led the nation in total QBR rating. So I'm expecting him to have another big year. It's just what's around that crew in Kansas. That's the most important thing. Yeah, they, they got a couple other guys we could mention that were on the all-Big 12 preseason team. Their uh, center, Mike Nowitzki, is a badass uh, senior. He got some all-Big 12 love. And don't forget about Kobe Bryant. Yes, that's right. Number two, C-O-B-E-E, Bryant, uh, the junior cornerback, got some all Big 12 love as well. So we'll get you a little Lance Leipold coming up here. By the way, they are also the team that will play BYU first in a Big 12 game. Kansas hosts BYU September 23rd. They got Missouri State, Illinois. That's an interesting one there. Uh, They get by Illinois at Nevada is the next one. Do they beat BYU? And then, Zay, it's a game I know you've got circled as a Longhorn fan. Oh, it is Fixed that game with Kansas. You talk about Baylor being one you could forget and mess mess around with after Waco, right before Texas OU is hosting Kansas. You're right. You're right. That's a rough spot. Yeah, that is a rough spot. And don't sleep on Devin Neal. Devin Neal was a hell of a running back last year in his freshman year. Went over 1,000 yards on the ground. And him being in the backfield behind Jalen Daniels, they're going to try to run the ball over everybody. They got a lot of returning guys, too. So don't sleep on Kansas again this year. It's just about those guys staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, Jack, are we good on Leipold? I see him on the stage. I'm just not sure if he started. Yeah, here we go. All right, let's get a little Lance Leipold, the statement, and maybe a question afterwards. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being here today. Um, I guess first I'd like to welcome our new additions to our conference. I think it's been said many times today, the, the balance from top to bottom in, in the Big 12, what it was last year, and um, I know it's been we've added even more strength to make this the most exciting conference of Power 5 football. Um, last year was an exciting year for us to take a big step forward as a program, uh, getting off to a good start, uh, getting bowl eligible for the first time in over a decade, uh, battling back in a highly competitive bowl game, showed the resiliency of our team, and uh, we're excited to take a, another step this year, using that uh, end of the season towards motivation, of course, to get us um, to be the consistent bowl team we want to be and, uh, and and find a way to turn that into victory. I'll open it up now for questions. All right, we'll open up for questions. Remember to state your name and affiliation. Go to the right center, second row. Coach, Jared, I meet us with Red Raider Sports. Obviously, protecting the quarterback is very important, especially one as high caliber as yours. Uh, you go and add Logan Brown out of Wisconsin. What kind of mm -hmm. dynamic does he bring to your offensive line? Well, Logan was a highly touted player out of high school. Played a fair amount at Wisconsin. We look for Logan to add to to our offensive line that already returns four starters. Um, the thing I like about where we're at holistically as an offensive line is a the experience, amount of starts that we have returning, the amount of depth that we have now with uh, not just Logan, um, Spencer Lovell's a transfer from Cal. Um, Kobe Baines joined us last uh, August from Louisville. So we have some we have some movable parts better than we've had before that not only just keeping Jalen healthy and, and add depth that we have within the skill positions, I like our movable pieces that we're going to have a solid unit across the board. All right, we'll go to the uh, far left. Brian Chapman, com, Coach, um, what have you seen from Jalen as far as just his further development this spring uh, heading into the year? Again, his, you know, Keeping Jalen where he's in, in a position, staying healthy, he's, he's making all the throws, everything that we need him to be. Uh, I've started to say this a little bit more today on the back half of the day is I think one thing that, that, that we sometimes forget about, about Jalen and everything he brings to our program is he's an academic All-American. And, and what we put on his plate and what we ask him to do and, and whether it be just things in our offense to retaining the information verbalizing it back to others, getting others lined up. Um, I think he does an outstanding job. As we know, everybody's had a chance to see when he's healthy what he does as a dual-threat quarterback. I think the other thing is his leadership abilities, his charisma. He's a guy that doesn't get too high or too low. And, uh, again, uh, I've said it from the start when he, when he, gave, when he burned his red shirt our first year, uh, he's a special man and a special individual. Again, if you have questions, that is, that's Lance Leipold, coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. Obviously, question coming in about Jalen Daniels. You would expect that. He's welcoming the new teams in. I mentioned they play BYU. They also play uh, the other two new teams. They play uh, two of the other new teams. They play UCF. Uh, right after Texas, at Austin, and then they play UCF at home, then Oklahoma State. That's a tough three-week stretch. Later on, they go to Cincinnati. Kansas does not play TCU, West Virginia, Baylor, or Houston this year. But Leipold's team is interesting because of Daniels. Uh, Zay, though, they're gonna, that non-conference isn't going to get him any love 
uh, any attention unless they lose. The BYU game's a maybe. First time the nation may pay attention to that team is when they come to Austin. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be an interesting game for sure. They're a team that's returning 10 starters offensively, and they put up 438 yards per game last year, and that's including the games that Jalen Daniels was injured and 36 points per game. But the problem was with their defense, they also gave up 36 points a game, mm-hmm. and hopefully Lance Leipold and you know, he doesn't want to give that up this year. And if they don't give that up, then they're going to be in the mix of, you know, playing with everybody. I think Jalen Daniels is that good. There's a reason why he's picked Big 12 player of the year. And, again, if he could stay healthy like his coach just said, then sky's the limit for Kansas, which <laughs> that's weird to say. It is. It like, is. I'm not talking about Bill Self and what they do in the basketball. We're talking about football with Kansas. Even though they're picked ninth, I, don't, I think they're getting disrespected there. They're better than – what they were picked by the media knife place. Yeah, I was reading through Kansas stuff uh, and Phil Steele, and he pointed out last year the 12th year in a row Kansas was pegged to finish last by the Big 12 media. So obviously that string ends this year with the ninth place uh, prediction, but it had been that long with Kansas. Ten back on offense, seven back on defense. That is a big number. Will Kansas be a factor in this conference? Sonny Dykes was talking earlier about just that, that overall parity in the conference that he feels like you know some of those supposed lesser teams can be dangerous, and that is what we've seen. There's good coaching in this conference. There's good scheming in this conference, and nationally, we watch it every year. I've been harping on this for years where you'll go week in, week out, Big 12 fans belly aching. Texas and Oklahoma fans belly aching about the Big 12, how much they hate the Big 12. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, well, this week there's like four SEC teams up towards the top and there's three in the Big 12. Yeah. And it's a pretty, you know, it, it may not be the the you know cachet conference that you're looking for, but there's some pretty damn good football. I'm interested to see what it looks like now with these four others thrown in for a year. Then obviously you know you duck away there. No surprise that Leipold welcomed the new members in because obviously they've all got to go together, uh, f- go forward together in this new conference. Yeah, there's so many defenses now with the high-powered offenses that you've seen in the Big 12 over the years, just putting up crazy numbers, just spreading it out and stuff. And a lot of that has been countered with the 3-3-5 defenses that you see from Iowa State and Baylor's mm-hmm. that Quinn Ewers struggled with a lot last year. So you have to take the underneath stuff and you have to take what they're giving you and you have to be able to run the football. If you can run the football in this conference, then you could blow it open. And that's why there's so many question marks. Again, when you think about this Texas roster and the running back room, yes, there's five solid guys there with Jonathan Brooks and Savion Red. You think about Keelan Robinson, Jay in blue, and then the freshman C.J. Baxter, but B. John Robinson, it was easy to say, okay, we don't have none, let's just give it to number five. And number mm-hmm. five would do some special things that we've never seen before on the football field. You don't have that luxury anymore, so is Steve Sarkeesian going to be able to dial it up and call the right plays, not just in the first half, but also <laughs> in the second half. Like, let's keep it real. We put up numbers uh-huh. in the first half a lot last year. Then you got a lot of single-digit numbers in the second half. Sark's going to have to do a better job at adapting and understanding what teams are trying to do when they make adjustments and adjust to that. And that's going to be, I think, the biggest key for Steve Sarkeesian. He's going to have to outcoach some guys, and we haven't seen that through the first two years. See, Zay, it's what I always tell you. This is why you Longhorn fans get a bad reputation. You're so entitled. You're asking for four quarters of football? What are you doing? I mean, that's silliness. <laughs> hey, you want to be great? 
You want to do something special? You got to play four quarters. You That's want, what it is. You want four quarters of focused football? Yeah. Or I take winning by fifty in the first half, so you get those second and third string guys uh, in. Ah, you I'm want good with that? You want the Nick Saban route where you win by forty-eight and gripe at your fans in the post-game press conference? Yes, That's what you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. You want what the that? No, okay. y'all leaving for? Why are you leaving? Say what the what is going on here? What kind of place is this? Yes, I need that type of love. I need support for my third yeah. string. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, Texas, by the way, Longhorn fans, you want to count it up? 52 days till the Longhorns get the season started. We're 57 days away from that first NFL game, and we are 60 days away, even 60, to the NFL's first Sunday. By the way, here here's your obvious story that we knew was coming. Now it's official. Hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. That's what I'm talking about. It's done. Great job, HBO. It is done. They have selected the Jets to serve as hard knocks. I need to see, because it's HBO, so they could show him taking the drugs. Right? Uh, theoretically, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, I need to see how he does it. Does he smoke it? Does he put it in a pipe? Does he crush it up? Does he snort it? You know, or does he just ingest it? But see, remember, he's already been to the darkness retreat, so they wouldn't have had cameras at that point. This is only now forward. Oh, you think that he doesn't do this on the reg? Well, I'm assuming it's not part of his training camp <laughs> ritual. Now, if they're doing some ayahuasca thing in the quarterback room, we're going to have fun with hard knocks yeah. this season. And just glad that they realize you can't go back-to-back anybody, but you certainly can't go back-to-back. You you better have a damn good reason to go back-to-back. The Detroit Lions are not a good enough reason. No, not at all. Not I love close. Dan Campbell. He's a great, funny guy, and great in, with the camera and stuff, and great for the NFL. I'm not trying to see a repeat of last year. If they had gotten Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Yes. Right? If somehow we, if they'd done some weird trade where Goff moved, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. is, is a lion, maybe. They got some great characters on that Jets team. Yeah, Obviously, it's going to be very fun to see, you know, Austin's own Garrett Wilson, but Sauce Gardner, he's a character in himself. And then, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, great move by the NFL and HBO. Yep, the Jets will be your hard knocks team. All right, coming up, why today matters. Yes, it is Wednesday the 12th. You know why today matters in terms of football because we're talking big 12 media days. A couple days ago, I mentioned a birthday that nobody mentions anymore. Today is probably the king of birthdays nobody mentions anymore. We'll get to that. We'll talk more Big 12 as we are getting closer to the season. Remember, Texas fans, 325 on Steve Sarkeesian. Coming up at 235, the next coach to hit the the desk. Here's the test, Zay. We'll know that Brett Yormark is cool if Dave Aranda gives him a shout-out. Yo. Now that's where we'll know. If Dave Aranda gets all cool and slick on your mark, then we will know. Dave Aranda talking Baylor coming up at 2.35. Gundy's straight up 3 o'clock and 3.25 again is Sark. You'll hear that live right here on the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that did take a turn. 
I like that. Like that a lot. It is Wednesday on the Horn. Jack Farrell is back in the studio uh, rolling it out for us today. What do you got there, Jack? It's another one of my favorite bands from high school. If you remember, Chad, a couple weeks ago I played some of those. <clears throat> this is Mount Eddie, a band I don't think exists anymore. They're called Ultra Q now. Mount Eddie. Look at you. What's the song called? This is Chroma, the uh, title track from their only full-length LP. Nice. There you go. You never know what you're going to hear, Zay. You never know what you're going to hear. When yeah, you're, I know, man. When you're in that 12 to 3 slot, somebody might throw a little Mount Eddie at you. I mean, come on. I respect it. Yeah, earlier you you're ripping on Taylor Swift earlier. We had some Green Day and now Mount Eddie. We're getting it all. A puff, a puff Daddy beat that came from a video game. It's all there. Yeah, when Taylor Swift's out here dancing like a cornerback getting ready to drop back and cover, mm. she deserves to be clowned a little bit. Man, that is tough. Jason Seahorn? Is that who you're thinking of? <laughs> Maybe? No, Jason Seahorn had more swagger than that. Okay, all right, I'm just checking. I'm uh, just trying to make sure the comparison. Who did you say earlier? Luke Keekley? You said Luke, Luke Keekley has been the comp? That's rough. That is a rough comp, man. I don't, I just. I got to show you this video. It's hysterical. Oh, dude, that is, uh, that is crazy. Jack, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen that Taylor Swift clip where she's going around. She's like bouncing on her legs. It's like she's about to make a hell of a tackle, but oh, it's yeah. dancing for her. She's got good form. Great form. She's got good form. All right. I uh, hope you are having a great Wednesday. Coming up at uh, about five minutes, it's Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears. Yeah, they're rocking that nice uh, matte yellow helmet. We'll get you that in a second. First, Why Today Matters on July 12th. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All righty. Why Today Matters on July 12th. There are a whole lot of birthdays you can mention in our business, talking about, you know, uh, the world of sports or music or entertainment. Some of them don't age quite as well. Today's is now one of those ultimate ones. The other day was OJ's birthday. We mentioned that. Oh, that that just feels different no matter how long we're going to live. Zay, today, though, might be the mountaintop because it's Bill Cosby's birthday today. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's the 8-6 for Professor Huxtable. Bill Dr. Cosby. Huxtable. Dr. Cliff Huxtable. It used mm. to be such an easy one to mention. You'd get a good, wholesome feeling. You'd talk about the show, and you grew up, and it's, yeah, no. Felicia Rashad, I got to talk about how much I loved her and the Michael kids. Jamal Warner. Malcolm, the kids were great. We grew up with them. Little Rudy grew yeah. up and was beautiful. And oh yeah, just terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, so Bill Cosby's birthday today. Also on the fighting front, Brock Lesnar is forty-six. He's gone from the uh, agreed upon fighting to the scripted fighting back to one, back to the other. Uh, he's been a legend in both worlds. Uh, Brock at 46, now a uh, pretty good baby face, but kind of going back to a heel in WWE. Hell, I never will forget, right after the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. when wrestling was getting a little, ah, I don't know, and Brock Lesnar came about and started f 5 in everybody and stuff. Like, who is this dude? Yep. He is serious. Yeah. Love Brock Lesnar, former Minnesota Viking. 
That's true. Yep, yep. Minnesota Viking for a while. Uh, st- and the, uh, you know, national champion at Minnesota in wrestling. That's right. That started, yeah. then football, then go into WWE, then you then became the UFC champ in like five fights. And he went on a dominant little run there and had a couple of dominant wins, was the, the champ, and then ultimately lost a couple of fights and then went back to WWE. But he is absolutely something else. And, man, is he over with the fans right now. Not that he's never over. He's got one of the great pops in wrestling history. When his theme hits, that crowd gets so excited that Brock's in the house. Happy birthday to Brock today. Happy birthday to Michelle Rodriguez today. She's 45. Zay, I got to mention a member of the Fast and Furious crew. It is Letty herself. Michelle Rodriguez, also in that new Dungeons & Dragons movie that I heard, is making a mint, and the nerds love it. What what was that joint that she was in where she was fighting all the time? She might have shaved the head a little bit. Oh, I don't recall. She was in a fighting movie. Was she in a fighting one? I want to say, yeah. I don't remember. I'm sure she could pull it off. Y'all know what I'm talking about on the Specs text line. Hit us up, 337-3776. Dude, she had that great scene in the Fast and Furious movie where she fought Ronda Rousey. You ever seen that one? badass. No, I haven't seen that. They were both in cocktail dresses. Oh, man. They fought at a party. I guess they were supposed to be at like in the you know Dubai or something like that. Right. They went off a railing, busted through a table, fighting on the furniture in dresses. It Yo, was incredible. She gets down, man. It was incredible. Uh, also on the food side, let's make you hungry. It's National Pecan Pie Day. You into Ooh. pecan pie? Love it. Yeah, love it. I, I have to call it pecan because I'm mad country, but yeah, absolutely love it. Really? I, see, I, my family's country too, but we always went with pecan. You went pecan when it's when I say pie, I say pecan pie. Okay. When I'm just talking about pecans in itself, man, it's pecans. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's also, uh, this one goes out to Max Scherzer. It is National Different Colored Eyes Day. They call that heterochromia, and I always think of Scherzer. He's the most famous athlete I could talk about that has two different colored eyes. He's the only one I know. Yeah. He's a, he, it, I think it adds to the intimidation factor right. in a weird way. Uh, and then it's also National Eat Your Jello Day. Are you a Jello guy at all, Zay? Yeah, love Jello. Give me your favorite flavor of Jello. Red. Just a red Jello. Whatever that is. Okay. Yeah, from cherry to strawberry. You know, a little mix of watermelon. Love some Jello. Very nice. All right, uh, coming up, we uh, we may be visiting live with uh, Dana Holgerson, but uh, right now, let's bring you a little bit of Dave Aranda from the podium talking a little Baylor. Here we go. So humbled uh, to be here with you guys. Um, way appreciative. I know Mac Rhodes is uh, is somewhere here, and Javon Overshone from. Um, our athletic department, so appreciative of their support. Um, but it's, it's always good to be with you guys. You know, I, I, I wanted to start this with really hard lessons from last year. I, I have to imagine for um, those of you so inclined, you know, what, what happened last year. And, uh, you know, I just, it's, it's one of the, the beautiful things of our, about our sport is that the uh, personal comes out in the professional and um you know the the faults of just me can can um you know that it can happen there too right the, not only the positive things but the negative things and i look at you know the last year trying to save people maybe trying to change people and um not having hard enough boundaries and um you know, I look at the, I don't know if it was a hubris or what it was that made me think that I could, uh, but I think people are ready to change or improve when they're ready to, um, when they're ready to do it on their own. 
Uh, so I think that was a that was a big factor last year. And I think the other was, you know, not using the transfer portal and not embracing it. I think, you know, one of the struggles for me has always been if you say yes to something, uh, a player outside of your team that's in the portal, you're saying no to a player on your team, you know, uh, that maybe is struggling from an injury, that's maybe that's maybe trying to get, you know, his class, his his schoolwork in order, that's maybe trying to fine hone the techniques of, of this um, new position that he's playing or maybe he's trying to gain weight or, or any of those things. I think that when you bring somebody in, you almost really can stunt the growth of that, of that person. And I think for me to kind of come to grips with, um, hey, this is what needs to happen for the betterment of the team as opposed to just looking at what's best for that one particular player on your team. And I think we all, look, we all like to think that, you know, there's going to be just a trajectory of taking off like a rocket ship. But I think we all know that there's, there's the, the, the bumps and the, the, the pits and, and the, the downward arcing um, in any type of career or a young person's career. And so to say that, hey, we still got you, we still believe in you, but this is what we need to do for the team right now has been an area of growth for me. You know, to take it to this year, you know, to start the year really started with person over player and um, really focusing in on that and talking uh, a lot about that with our team. And, you know, and starting that with like, hey, we're talking about the, the whole thing, you know, your body, your mind, your heart and your soul is to get that into a, an alignment and to get that to where. You know, you know yourself, you can be yourself, you can express yourself, and when it comes time to, you can check yourself. You know, I think to see that, that, that our young people today aren't just a cog in a machine, right, to um, get wins and take home revenue, but are human beings fully formed by God. Right, and when we say know yourself, know that, as Paul would say, hidden in Christ with God, and that you can express yourself. So, like the sport can be that for you. You can express who you are, and much like an artist does, is um, have a have a, a signature that's all your own. You know, the the check yourself part comes. I think is a huge part of person over player to me because, you know that. You're in. You're you're growing. Your your self awareness is improving, right? It's not the self awareness for us is not so much whether something's right or wrong, but is is this helpful or is this not? Whew, Dave Aranda, the Baylor Bears. The test is in 15 minutes. Zay, you ready? <laughs> oh, deep. That's a calm dude. That is a deep, deep man right there. A little Dave Aranda for you. Let's hit a break here. We may visit with Dana Holgerson coming up here in just a minute. Big 12 media days. We're about to wrap it up, but don't worry. There's a lot still coming, including Steve Sarkeesian at 325. Keep it right here on the horn. All right, we are rolling through a Wednesday in July that is always special because it's Big 12 Media Days. And this year, four new members, of course, joining the Big 12. And the one from the state of Texas are those Houston Cougars. We saw Shasta, the mascot over there, posing earlier. And uh, we saw this guy earlier, and you heard from him a little bit earlier. Now we're going to hear from him live right here at the set with us. It is Houston head coach Dana Holgerson. Coach, how are you? I'm good. You know, this is uh, this is the best day I think ever 
to have this 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 uh, media days. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, there's oh. really not. <laughs> hey, for us, it's awesome, coach. I imagine. So I, was, I was listening to my my uh, my good buddy. Uh, uh, John Granado and Lance's airline, you know, I was driving to the airport, yep. and, you know, I was going in at 7 o'clock and listening to them for, like, five minutes, and they're like, what What are we going to talk about for three hours? Like, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no sports. Right. Okay. Okay. You want to talk NBA Summer League, maybe, a little bit, you know, in, in Houston if you're a Rockets fan. Uh, but there's really nothing else to talk about. There's no really golf going on. There's no baseball right now based on the All-Star break. That dead period. What are we going to talk about? Well, we figured you would give us a full ESPYs preview. Is that not? Is that, that's why that's tonight. Yeah, I ain't watching that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's fair enough. Hey, you mentioned in your comment about how excited Houston is about today. What a big day this is to come to the Big 12. And we, of course, mentioned your history. You've done this before. Tell me about a couple of the things that immediately come to your mind that you've talked to Cougar fans about, about, hey, here's what's about to change. Here's what's about to be great about a Power 5 conference. Well, it's, it's way more about the University of Houston than it is me. I mean, I've been in this league for 17 years. I've been there, done that. It ain't about me, okay? You know, I'm excited to be back. This conference is is awesome. You know, just take four years and not be in it you know for the last four years and you'll miss it yeah and so you know what this spectacle is here and and what game days like etc cetera, etc cetera, is, is is awesome and we're excited to be a part i think it's more about about the history of the university of houston you know my good friend andre wears sitting up there right now um you know he was so good and he was kicking everybody's tail <laughs> where the politics got involved and the houston got left out we all know the history yeah, you know, and and Houston going dormant for twenty years, and you know I'm excited about you know uh, being a part of it finally happening, you know, and so the University of Houston has great tradition, uh, has had great success, has been dormant for quite a while, and has steadily crawled back uh, to relevancy over the course of the last fifteen years. Coach, how has recruiting change for you now being in the big 12 being in the big time power six power five conference excuse me how have you gone about recruiting any differently or transfer portal how do you go about those things now that you're in the big 12 yeah it's it's different um i think the easy answer is my first two years we were told no a lot um you know a lot of we recruited the same way but we were told no a lot I just want to play Power 5 football. I'm like, yeah, I'd get you, son. I want to coach Power 5 <laughs> You know, and so I understood, you know, uh, the last two years, uh, we've been in that, we've been in there, we've been in those battles longer, and we've landed more than we have, right? So uh, it's not where we want it to be yet, uh, but, you know, 75% of our roster has been recruited knowing they're going to play this Big 12 schedule. So that was exciting to a lot of the guys that we got. Um, I think I think recruiting's got to take that next step uh, in order to be able to compete year in and year out in this conference, and it's just going to take some time to do that. Three years before we're fully funded is a big thing. Uh, three years before our facilities are built, which is a big thing. So, you know, that doesn't give us the right not to compete right now. We expect to compete every game that we play. Uh, but until the things happen over the course of the next three years, 
uh, I don't think you're truly going to see the potential of Houston until it does. Coach, you're one of those guys I always look for when you come into a media day. Are you, you know, I always look for as a coach bringing, his, bringing a quarterback with him to media day. You did not. Talk about Donovan Smith a little bit. Is there a battle at quarterback? Do you think Donovan's your guy? Do you, are you at that point yet, or is it still to be determined? You know, we brought in a lot of Power 5 experience um, that are new to our team. You know, and I, I mean, the list is, is long. I mean, there's 12, 15 kids that have extensive Power 5, extensive Big 12 experience. Well, they're not the four guys that I got here that have been in the program for five and six years. Okay, so, you know, two offensive linemen that have are four-year starters, uh, you know, a defensive lineman, uh, four-year starter, a, a linebacker, which is a four-year starter. I mean, those guys are the ones that deserve to come experience this. <laughs> Now, are they going to be our best players? I don't know. A couple of them probably will. I think, you know, several of these guys are draft picks. Um, but we did add Big 12 Power 5 experience. That's why Donovan Smith was in, was important. Um, you know, at the quarterback level, we lost uh, Clayton Toon, who was, who was Mr. Reliable uh, and was that, that, that guy that you could count on each and every week to be the same guy, each and every year to be the same guy. Uh, when you lose that, you better bring somebody in that's got some experience. Yeah. You know, so I don't think there's going to be wide-eyed growing pains, you know, with him. Uh, you know, I am proud of Lucas Coley, who's a Power 5 guy who said no to us and went to Arkansas. And then when we became Big 12, he came back uh, to us. And so he's got – he's a Power 5 player. I uh, just doesn't have that experience. So he's going to keep competing and keep getting better. Uh, you know, there's there was two, uh, two schools last year in Division One. It was UTSA with Frank Harris, and it was Houston with Clayton Toon. Those are the only two quarterbacks that started every game. Wow. Think man. about that. Yeah. So you think number two is important? Heck, yeah. <laughs> number two is important, yeah. right? I mean, obviously it happened at Texas. It happened at at, uh, at Texas Tech, you know, with the starter and then Donovan Smith and then the third-team guy and then Donovan and then the – the starter and, and stuff. So you just you better get more than one guy ready to play. Yeah, no kidding, Coach. You have a contract <laughs> extension that goes all the way to 2027, and we're in the age of just all college sports, football, basketball, etc. It's about win now mentality. What does it mean for your athletic director and the people up top to have confidence in you to build your own program? Whether you're going through the ups and downs, they have confidence that you're going to get it done because you're building it your way. Well, it's 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 why I'm here. Um, you know, I'm. I mean, I was here in '08 and '09 at University of Houston. I've transitioned a, a Group of Five school into a Big Twelve school with a lot of success. Uh, it's what Houston wanted. Uh, Houston wanted stability. Houston wanted somebody that's been there, done that. We were fortunate to win 12 games a couple years ago, uh, same year that the Big Twelve was announced. And so I'm like, look, man, next year my job is this, but then the next year. It's a whole other job. So I'm like, you know, it's six years because I need five going into the Big 12. Right. That's a standard new coach contract. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so <clears throat> uh, you know, I ain't going anywhere. I mean, this is where I want to be. They want stability. I want stability. I want this to be my last job. So it's a good marriage right now. Uh, Obviously, you got to win, you know, and, and, and we're going to be. I, th- I think we're going to be competitive. I really do. Dana Holgerson joining us here on set. One more from me, Coach. I'll make it non-football because the guys over here were joking with you about non-football questions. Tell us something you're passionate about that's not football. Is it something you're streaming right now? Is it the, some music you just discovered? You've been to a badass concert. You love some food that you've just eaten. Give me something non-football. 
Oh, I'm a big show guy. Uh, I watch a lot of shows. Um, What's your recommendation uh, right now? Man, that's a good question. If somebody's about to binge, they have a lot of time on their hands. What do they need to start? Well, everybody's big Breaking Bad fan, right? Love they, Breaking Bad. I mean, obviously, this started with The Sopranos, which that's that's the goat. And Breaking Bad followed it up, which is pretty good. The, the spinoff, the Better Call Saul spinoff was, was really was good. good as well, yeah. And I thought it was really average early. Uh, and then as that thing kept going, it got as good as Breaking Bad did, in my opinion. You know, so I I, I watch a lot of shows. Um, I travel a lot. Um, when I can get away, I'm getting away. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you just know it's somewhere. I just know it's somewhere. I'm going, I'm going with the guys back to Houston tonight, and then I'm going to go home and look on. You know, where do I? Where am I going? I got. I got three more days of vacation here. Is it somewhere with? I mean, not a specific. Is it somewhere with sand, or is it somewhere with a mountain, or what? What do you like? I don't know. I mean, it's it's okay. it's it's whatever 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 looks good. <laughs> I'm gonna fire away. Uh, you know, it, I really honestly don't know where it's gonna be. I, I spent I've been on the sand quite a bit. I was in Miami and Cabo for the last couple of weeks, so it doesn't necessarily have to be sand and sun. I've done plenty of that. I've done I'm done golfing too. I. I my, <laughs> Cabo's kind of been cool because my son loves to golf, and if I wasn't a coach, I'd love to golf too. And so he's not a coach, and so he's a scratch golfer. Ah. And so, uh, you know, I took him. We golfed for every day for about a week. I'm sick of that. Those clubs are getting put in. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for me too, Coach. All the success the basketball team's having with Kelvin Sampson and everything that's going on down there in H-Town, how inspirational is it to see – him succeed and what is your relationship with coach Sampson? good he's a he's a hall of famer now i mean he's he's tough he's a hall of famer i get asked that question a lot mainly from coogs and they're like well basketball is winning at this high of a level why in football i'm like well he's been here five years longer uh-huh. <laughs> he's going into his 10th year at Houston, difference. And that, that's crazy you yeah know? And, and you know they, they had things built going into like year six or year seven uh, things were built, you know, and that's an awesome atmosphere at Fertitta Center, um, you know, and, and they've recruited at a high level and they coached their tail off and they got good players and and it's getting better and better. They're a little bit more equipped to go into this league, and I'm, I'm not naive. I'm a big basketball guy, uh, and I know how good the Big 12 is in basketball. My elite, I mean, you're playing sweet 16 teams every every week, you know. I think football's a very, very deep conference. You know, basketball – at the University of Houston right now is probably a little better equipped to compete for that top spot just based on where they're at with their program. He's he's a Hall of Fame basketball coach. I have a lot of fun with him and uh, enjoy watching those teams play. That is Dana Holgerson, coach of the Houston Cougars. In 52 days, it's going to be UTSA, the first opponent for Houston, and the first Big 12 game is going to be TCU. Nice uh, old Southwest Conference foes getting together again on September 16th. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll let you get to the next thing, and good luck figuring out what that vacation is going to be. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Coach. That is Dana Holgerson. Uh, Houston going to be one of those new members of the Big 12. Feels right having some of those old Southwest Conference crews back together. All right, uh, that is going to wrap it up 
for our part of it today. Stems and Seeds, of course, AV Consultations. Give them their love, 255-8678, avconsultations.com. Zay, parting comments, Big 12 Media Days, how'd you enjoy it? Oh, man, it's been a blast. The stadium's beautiful and feels like football. I know. Feels like football. It's just a beautiful thing. Getting ready. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about those other teams, including Oklahoma, Kansas State, which of those teams could challenge up at the top with Texas, TCU, or whoever it's going to be in the Big 12. We'll get into all of that. Stay tuned. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod Harge and Patrick, 325. Steve Sarkeesian from the uh, the podium, and hopefully we're going to get Xavier Worthy in that 4 o'clock hour. It's the breakout session. You never know who you're going to hear from. Just keep it right here. We appreciate everybody who made it happen today. Hey City Store and One Source Gas of Austin, thank you so much for making it happen. Our man Travis is here with us at Big 12 Media Days. We've enjoyed it. Thank you, Jarrah. See ya.